Hello and welcome to another episode of the CG Business Advisor brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Thanks again for tuning in and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. And as always, for more information about CG Tax Audit and Advisory, head to cgteam.com. We've all heard the terminology blockchain before. In fact, we've had an episode on this podcast earlier where we talked about cryptocurrency and blockchain. But there's so much more that goes into blockchain technology that it's important to understand its applications in the business world. Anna Masker is a partner at ProfitLink. She is a speaker, writer, business strategist, and consultant, and she founded ProfitLink in 2007, which provides CFO, controller, and accounting services to clients in the blockchain and crypto space. Anna will be joining me on this episode, as well as Mel Comer, a partner at ProfitLink, Mel has extensive experience as a CFO and COO that enables her to provide strategic as well as practical financial and operational expertise to startups and businesses operating in the tech sector and creative agency space. We're going to talk about blockchain technology and its applications in the business world. Mel, Anna, thanks so much for joining me. And Anna, I want to start with you. Uh, Like I said in the introduction, we hear the term blockchain more and more frequently these days. And yeah, in the business world especially. So for those that are unfamiliar, can you please just explain blockchain technology for us? So blockchain is a technology in simplistic terms. It's really a shared ledger. Um, The way that it's different than a typical database is it uses blocks of data that are linked together and shared across many computers. Um, That those computers share the same exact copy of the database um, almost instantaneously. And so um, where traditional databases, you know, kind of are centralized, they're stored in a central location, and they they're, they could be subject to hacking. You know, blockchains are pretty much tamper proof um, because they the way that they're structured. If you think about uh, what a blockchain is, is literally blocks of data linked together, and those blocks are basically the equivalent of what I can think of as like bulletproof glass boxes that people put data into, hook it to the next box, hook it to the next box. And that um, record is shared across many computers. And so um, it makes it very hard for somebody to go in and change data in those glass boxes. And um, so blockchain's got a lot of different applications. Um, We hear a lot of it tied with cryptocurrency, but Mm -hmm. in the business world, there's a lot of applications for blockchain beyond just cryptocurrency. Um, You know, I think one of the greatest examples of how a blockchain can really impact business is if you take a, if you think about, um, you know, food recall, you know, a couple of years ago, there was Walmart had, you know, tainted romaine lettuce, for example. Um, And so by default, what they have to do is they have to pull all the lettuce off the shelves and then go do the investigative research of like, where was the source of that, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, tainting, whether it's listeria or whatever it was. Um, in a blockchain world, so so basically what they had to do is they had to go back to the shippers, go back to the, you know, the, the packers, the, the farmers, all the way through that whole supply chain to figure out what's the source of that um, tainted lettuce. So in a blockchain world, 
um, every every um, entity along that supply chain would be recording. Yes, I I you know farmed this this head of lettuce, and then the shipper would say, yes, I packed this head of lettuce, and then the um, uh, the packer would say, I packed the head of lettuce, and the shipper would say, yes, I moved this head of lettuce from here to here, and I stored it at this temperature, and then it went to the warehouse, and then it went to the store, and so you would able, be able to, with everybody logging their transactions on the blockchain, now if you get to the end of the end of the chain and you have a tainted piece of a head of lettuce, for example, you can track that lettuce all the way back to the source or find out the source of where that, um, you know, where that, that issue originated from. And so therefore it's much more efficient than pulling all of the lettuce off the shelves. You know exactly which heads of lettuce or which batches or lots that need to be pulled. So blockchain has a lot of applications um, in, in the business world beyond just cryptocurrency. Yeah, well, speaking of, of cryptocurrency and, and blockchain technology, Mel, what does it mean for the future of business? Like, should businesses be impacted by crypto and by blockchain? Uh, good question, Scott. And the answer is yes and yes and yes. So as Anna talked about blockchain and just I want to make sure we separate the terms because they aren't interchangeable. Blockchain is the underlying technology uh, that that gives you the immutable ledger. OK, cryptocurrency is a type of digital asset that uses the blockchain to be recorded on. OK, and then Bitcoin is a particular type of cryptocurrency of which there are many, 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 many uh, different uh, coins, we call them. Mm -hmm. So so in terms of that, uh, yes, it is already impacting businesses. As Anna talked about, uh, blockchain is uh, is impacting business much behind the scenes. You don't know that uh, Walmart is using blockchain to, to track their lettuce or that a, a company called True Tickets is using blockchain to, to track concert tickets so that you know when you go on StubHub and, 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 and go to buy that ticket to that concert, now that we can go to concerts again, um, or will be able to, uh, that that's a legit ticket, uh, you can be assured that it is. So, so those are already in use and that's blockchain. So again, think of that as the plumbing of the system. The, the, the part that gets the most uh, notoriety and certainly most media coverage is cryptocurrency. And what cryptocurrency is, is a digital asset that represents some type of value. Uh, and so that's where Bitcoin certainly has been the most prominent because of the wild swings in um, its value. Um, you know, and then certainly other coins that have come along are, are, you know, I think little fads, you know, like Dogecoin <laughs> and things like that, or, or, or t tend to be more fad-like. So like with any business, I think if you are going to transact in cryptocurrency or decide to hold them, you really need to do a deeper dive to understand what it is, uh, what it is, what it means, what the risks are. Uh, what the upsides are, and again, what the downsides are. So again, it is not for people who are only, uh, you know, very lightly involved. I think you really want to understand it uh, from from a a, a um, you know a, 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 a 
risk perspective, but also what the opportunities are, because there are many in, in using cryptocurrency in your business. You know, it's interesting. Uh, and Anna, if you look at, um, I know in the sports world, look, you've had Mark Cuban, who's been obviously a big proponent of cryptocurrency, and and he wants to accept cryptocurrency to buy Dallas Mavericks tickets. Now, the San Jose Sharks, uh, and, and it's ironic, it's in Silicon Valley, and you know, of course, they're ahead of the curve. But the San Jose Sharks announced that they're going to accept cryptocurrency starting next season. So should businesses be using crypto now? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, and I think there's certain applications for crypto. So um, businesses, I mean, we're, we're seeing, I think, you know, there's, there's um, decentralized finance, okay, which is basically... Um, a, again, in simplistic terms, like a Wall Street, but in crypto where they're buying, selling, trading, creating their own cryptocurrencies. So those companies are well-versed in crypto. What we're seeing is adoption of cryptocurrencies for you know the everyday businesses, more so overseas for now. Um, we're seeing you know um, companies in high volatile, high inflationary countries using cryptocurrencies as a means of transaction because of their um, native fiat currency is so volatile. Um, but what we're seeing, what, what we anticipate seeing here in the US where adoption for everyday businesses is a little bit, when I say everyday businesses, it's companies kind of not in the crypto space. Um, you know, we're seeing those companies um, who are transacting overseas being impacted first because they're going to be getting calls from their vendors or their customers and saying, Hey, I want to be paid in crypto or I want to be, or, you know, I want you to pay me in crypto. Um, because when you think about uh, the traditional finance world, you know, it's for an ACH, it sometimes takes two or three days to have mo money move across uh, entities. You know, we don't see the behind the scenes of what goes on in, you know, the, the financial services, we, we push a button on our, you know, bill pay and it says the bill has been paid, but the client doesn't, the ACH doesn't happen for two or three days. Mm -hmm. And so it's a very inefficient process right now. So where we're seeing, you, we're going to see adoption and it's, it's slowly coming here in the U.S. for, for non-crypto based businesses is, you know, in, hey, I want to be paid faster. Or I want to be paid in something that's not my native currency. And it is a little bit um, expensive to, you know, do wire transfers and things along those lines, not to mention the delay of three days of, with, you know, of, of um, productivity. So, um, so I think, you know, the decentralized finance is already, is already there. International companies are starting to accept it. Where we're going to see, I think, the first adoption is in that B to C market. So um, some of those, you know, crypto rails or block or cryptocurrency rails are being implemented with PayPal and Visa and and the Mark Cubans of the world who are drawing like the consumers who have invested personally in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency are saying, okay, now now what do I do with this? And so some some of them are using it to purchase, you know, well, they used to be able to purchase the Tesla, but not anymore. <laughs> um, but, you know, or buy tickets, et cetera. So I think you're going to see B2C adoption first and B2B will come a little bit later um, in the life cycle of businesses. That, so, and I yeah. think we're going to see overseas companies first. Um, yeah. That's interesting. But are there tax implications 
Mel, like, do, should you have documents on record if you're purchasing or selling Bitcoin? You bet. You bet. And like to take a step back, there are both tax and accounting implications for crypto transactions. And that's because it's, it's the new concept. The IRS and the accounting world who makes the rules decided that they weren't going to treat cryptocurrency as fiat currency, as like a US dollar or a euro or a pound, a, a British pound. Um, they were gonna treat it like property, okay? And you think of property, you think of property as a house, a car, a stock. And so with that treatment in mind, what happens is every time you transact in crypto, uh, when you dispose of crypto, there is a gain or loss that's taxable. Think of trading stock, okay? Mm -hmm. You buy IBM at $100, you sell IBM at $95, you have a $5 loss. You sell it for $105, you have a $5 taxable gain. So you have to you have to track your crypto very closely because you have to track what you bought it for. And then when you dispose of it, you have to track what you sold it for. And then you have to report to the IRS what, what gain or loss you have on your, on your crypto transactions. And the IRS two years ago, put a little checkbox on your tax return for 2019 that said, have you, have you traded in crypto? Mm -hmm. Last year, they had the same box on there and made it much more confusing than it needed to be. What they were trying to get at was, have you disposed of crypto? Okay, if you bought crypto, we're holding crypto, you didn't have any gains or losses, you could, I guess, say no to that. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, if you sold any, you definitely want to uh, have, have checked that box and reported those gains and losses on your tax return. It's important to keep the records and also to understand it's like trading stock. Now, what happens is while pe why people thought that they could, that they didn't have to is because the, the exchanges they were trading on are not your typical brokerage firms where you get a 1099B at the end of the year that lays out what your trades are. There was no tax reporting on it. So people were like, hey, the IRS doesn't know. I don't have to report it. Mm -hmm. And so the IRS is saying, mm, no. And they're really very, they're, they're having a very, um, uh, I would say, a targeted approach to crypto to make sure that crypto people dealing in crypto are reporting it. And that's fine. There are lots of ways. There are new platforms emerging all the time that help people track their cryptocurrency transactions so that they can have the appropriate tax reporting at the end of the year. It's a complication, uh, but it's not, uh, it's not something that should dissuade you from uh, using crypto, you just have to understand what your reporting requirements are. Yeah, and you know, apps like Robinhood or, or Coinbase or things like that, they, they'll provide you with the tax documents if you are using those platforms for uh, trading crypto. Um, and are there any risks to using or incorporating cryptocurrency? I mean, you talk about the safeties of blockchain, but are there any risks here? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think as, as Mel mentioned before, there's the price volatility risk, which I think is the most prevalent. Sure. Um, you know, uh, you, we had a couple of companies approach us and say, hey, should I invest in Bitcoin? Because, you know, the, the returns on Bitcoin, you know, a couple months ago were phenomenal. You know, they were, they were like 50% 
but now you know, 50% increases um, in, in a month or two. Anyway, uh, Bitcoin was at 60 something thousand dollars a couple months ago. Now it's down to 33. So price volatility is probably the biggest risk of cryptocurrency. Um, I'll talk about uh, mitigating that with different types of cryptocurrency in a second. But um, I think the other important thing is, as Mel alluded to before, is you really need to know what you're doing. Um, so because you're not using the traditional financial rails that we're all used to, right? We're using banks and we're using clearinghouses behind the scenes. Um, you know, there it, it's, it's um, those guardrails don't necessarily exist in crypto. So if somebody hacks into your bank account um, and they find it's the bank's fault, the bank will, you know, reinstate your account and, and mitigate that. If somebody hacks into your cryptocurrency Coinbase account or, you know, a wallet of yours, you know, there is no recourse. And so you really need to understand the risks associated with getting into cryptocurrency um, in the sense of, you know, knowing how to protect yourself, knowing how to protect your assets. Um, now that's all doom and gloom, but there is definitely some upside as well. There's, there's cryptocurrency, um, you know, most people know Bitcoin or Ethereum, which are kind of like the, the two largest yep. cryptocurrencies, but there's also cryptocurrencies that are more, I would say, quote, business friendly in the sense of for everyday businesses transacting. And those are called stable coins. And stable coins don't have that price volatility because they are pegged to the U.S. dollar. They do, you know, go up a couple cents here or down a cents there. So you're kind of in the dollar range, but it takes that price volatility um, out of the picture. Um, that being said, you um, still need to protect those stable coins in your wallets and making sure that you know your passwords and that you're, you're limiting access or putting in controls to make sure that your cryptocurrency is, is safe. And that you also know what you're doing when you're doing um, trades of crypto between people. Um, because if you, if you incorrectly put in somebody's wallet address, the quote equivalent of like a bank account number, um, you, you can actually, you know, your crypto will disappear. It doesn't go into Never Never Land. It, well, it does go into Never Never Land. It, yeah. it just, it does not exist. And so um, you really just need to be very careful uh, when you're doing that. I think, I think the evolution of, you know, user interface tools are coming. Um, there's programs like Gilded uh, Finance, which is more geared towards businesses that want to pay in crypto or receive payments in crypto. And, um, and so they're, they're helping that user interface in mitigating some of those risks, but um, you definitely need to be careful when you're, when you're transacting in crypto or using or accepting crypto and how you're managing it. Isn't it wild when you hear the stories about the people that forgot their passwords and now their, their yeah. crypto is just lost forever? Yeah, it, it is. There is no, there is no password reset. Right. For many of these, uh, you know, these, um, you know, we, we're, we're very spoiled in the traditional finance world, even, you know, um, your two factor authentication. And if something goes wrong with that, they have these like backups. And so the backups in crypto world are really on you as the owner of crypto to do those, to know what you're doing and have those backups for yourself. Mel, tell us about ProfitLink and the services that you guys provide. ProfitLink, we provide outsourced CFO and accounting services to companies in the blockchain and crypto space, as well as for technology and professional service companies. You know, our view is that eventually every business will be either using blockchain or crypto as an integral part of their operations. And it's an exciting space. 
uh, it's like the internet in 1995. There are, uh, there's a lot of changes. There's a, you know, there's a lot of continued evolution. There are a lot of evangelists. There are a lot of naysayers. You know, you get into the, is it, is it going to be VHS or beta max uh, discussions in terms of what the future looks like? And I think the only thing, our view is the only thing that's certain is it's not going away. Mm -hmm. And we're there to help small businesses uh, navigate uh, getting into this exciting technology. So, and we help them at the, you know, whether it's providing CFO advisory services from a strategic perspective or the basics of accounting services to make sure that they are um, accurately tracking all of their crypto transactions, not only so that they represent their financial statements accurately, um, but also that they are in compliance from a tax perspective. Uh, it's excellent. And I know you guys have an upcoming webinar. We very much look forward to that on July 14th. Uh, Anna Mel, thank you so much for your time. And we'll be sure to check out ProfitLink for more. Thanks, thank Scott. You. Anna and Mel are presenting a free webinar for CG Tax Audit and Advisory on July 14th at 9 a.m. And they're going to take a deeper dive into the world of blockchain, cryptocurrency, and business. They'll discuss its impact on the business world and what it means for the future. For more information and to sign up, visit cgteam.com slash cgwebinars. Again, cgteam.com slash cg-webinars to register for this upcoming free webinar on blockchain technology, cryptocurrency, and business, July 14th at 9 a.m. Thanks so much for listening to the CG Business Advisor podcast. I'm Scott Seidenberg. A reminder, subscribe, rate, and leave a little review wherever you get your podcasts from. And keep an eye out for new episodes on the 1st and 15th of every month brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory. Until next time, we'll talk to you right here on the CG Business Advisor.